Jedi, uh, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you too, Todd. <laughs> oh my God. Todd, Todd, right. Yeah. I saw on Facebook, it's your birthday and happy birthday. And Jedi, I told, I wasn't even thinking, of course it's your birthday too. You're not on social media, so it doesn't count. <laughs> I- <laughs> I still tell people about that to this day. I mean, you'll probably never encounter anyone in your life that has been born the same day and year. And Jedi and I, we have a show together and the same, we're born, I think, 10 hours apart or something, Jedi. Yeah, and it's weird because it's it's not a popular day either. So it's pretty rare finding someone in July. <laughs> yeah. Joe, I'm still amazed that Jedi, if she went to jail for 30 days, she tried to escape. <laughs> I don't. I love my freedom any which way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have it for long. Jedi, do you have any news or anything? Yeah. Did you guys see the video of the attempted robbery where the, <laughs> the robber broke in and was like, everybody get down. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. I saw that. And no one, no one listened. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> the worst criminal of all time. You got to have, I guess you got to have a little bit of like, I'm serious, or people just won't listen. Well, and the the, the, the employee was like, uh, you know, in the front, and he, the phone rang, and he just answered the phone. So <laughs> <laughs> nothing going on here of importance. It's yeah. <laughs> pretty sad. I mean, you pretty much have to quit being a criminal at that point, right? Because that's embarrassing. <laughs> yes. Imagine the, the next you walk into a convenience store, uh, right? You like walk up to the to the register, like oh, I know you. Get out of yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny part is, he left looking defeated. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, that was one of the funniest things I saw this week, Jedi. Yeah, that was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but that shows how how far we are, right? We don't even care anymore when there's a crime going on. We're just numb to everything. You know, between people just videotaping everything as it unfolds and all the crime that's happening, yeah, I'm not surprised, Jedi, though. We're at a point where, you know, people are just stick up and you're like, ah, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? I feel like um, America's Funniest Home Videos with Bob Saget was the beginning of, like, everything being filmed. Yes. And <laughs> and, and desensitizing us from everything. Literally. Todd, right. you're going to see yeah. this video. I mean, literally, this guy walks in to rob the place, and just nobody gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I've seen this video before. I don't want to be in it. <laughs> That's awesome. I saw a video like that where some guys came in and robbed this place. And it was just one guy just sitting there eating pizza. He didn't move a muscle. Everyone else like ran out of the place. It's one of those things where they show the guy sitting there and they put the glasses on, like the animation where it says like thug life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, that might be a good time. Mark's Crimes, Conspiracies, and Beyond, here with Jedi Todd and producer Joe again. Hope you all are having a wonderful day. When it comes to gifts, some will say that money is the best gift to receive. But who should you give it to? Your kids? Why or why not? So Jedi, when when I think of people handing down money and stuff, I think of one guy who makes their kids earn it. Can you think of who I'm thinking about? Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger? Yeah, Joe, he's notoriously the... frugal. Yeah, Joe, you got that clip I sent? Mm-hmm. So you have um, how many kids? Six. Six kids? Yes. And you have rules for them? Yes. What are they? Well, my my, uh, my most famous rule is 
In order to touch any of my cheese, you have to present me two degrees. Cheese means money. Money? So their father is very successful. So as a father, I'm not going to give them handouts. Right. You have to get a bachelor's and a master's. But we could be doing this whole show on Shaq. He has tons of things like that. I mean, I wonder how true that is. I mean, I'm sure he takes care of his kids, but that's awesome. Don't you think? I mean, he can make their kids work and earn earn a living. So I went to high school, graduated in 93, uh, same year to Bucky Jones, uh, who went to Syracuse, <laughs> played for the Patriots. And yeah. uh, to Bucky, uh, you know, he became a father, I think, his senior year of high school. Uh, and by the time he got to the Patriots, played in the Super Bowl, he was a millionaire. Uh, but he was from New Britain, and he wanted his his kids were living the good life, and so he dropped his kids off at the New Britain YMCA, and he was like, "I will see you at five. Good luck." And uh, those kids had to learn how to survive, uh, having lived such privileged lives, and and it was important to Debucky same th- with with Shaq that you got to earn it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you're not successful. Dad is successful. Right. right. I'm always going right. to take care of you, but you got to you got to do stuff to earn that. And I, I I've seen this stuff with Shaq before, Todd. And and yeah, he he gets it. And his kids, his father was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And his father wasn't rich, but his father certainly had the knowledge uh, and passed it on to Shaq because I and I love that. I, I think that's a outstanding message to your kids. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. I always kind of wonder, I don't know where I stand in this. Joe, you hit the Powerball for a billion dollars, right? Like, are you giving like nieces and nephews and everything like enough money to buy mansions and stuff? Or do you just give people like a hundred grand? Like, like, I don't know. I'm kind of like torn on stuff like that. Like maybe give everyone like a house and stuff, but yeah. By the way, did you hear Jedi with the quick no? She just was like, <laughs> no one's getting anything from me. It's my money. And I totally get that. Um, you know, it's funny. I was watching a video, I think I got TikTok or Instagram, that was talking about communal living, like living on a compound with your family. Um, yeah. And that we got away from that in like the 40s and 50s because of the nuclear family. Everybody kind of lives off on their own. And this guy was talking about how, you know, you can combine resources and more people to help parent the kids. And it's just your brothers and sisters and cousins or whatever, all living together. And I thought that was brilliant. And it's like, well, we used to do that. It wouldn't be so terrible if we got back to that. So, Todd, I might buy a compound. Yeah. Yeah. That's got houses on it. You could live there. It's not yours. But you're welcome to stay with me until I tell you to get the fuck out. So you do have to act accordingly. You know what I mean? Right. As long as I say it is. Yeah, but I mean, I would share. But my my point is, is if you haven't called me in like five years and now you show up with your handout, hell no. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if I'm related to you. I'm just not going to give you any money because, I mean, it's not sincere. You just want something from me. Yeah. Um, Jake Paul was on this. I, I was When I was researching this, I found a clip. He said that he has, like, an uncle that he doesn't even know that's like, come on, man, like, buy me a truck. Like, we're family. And he said he was giving <laughs> them all, like, like, hateful messages. He's like, I barely even know this guy. I didn't even know him growing up. Exactly. No, wouldn't it be different, Todd, if the guy was like, hey, nephew, can I have a job? I'll do anything. Uh, yeah. And really, the main I, – I could use a vehicle, a truck maybe. I'll I'll be your truck guy. I'll move all your shit with the truck that you get me. Um, yeah. I'd be happy to – like, that's that's a deal. Like, right? I'll come right, and I'll right, be in right. your entourage. I'll be your head of security or whatever you want me to clean up shit, whatever it is. It's a you're now you're now it's a job offer, right? It's mutually right. beneficial, Jedi. It's it's that's a different case than of like Jedi. I I I need an operation. You know, I, I've always wanted to be a lady. Can you make it happen for I want to be your auntie? That's different. <laughs> Before we get into inheritances, I want to tell one more story. I saw some guy, he was giving a lecture. He said, You hit the Powerball 
He's like, the first thing you should do is call everyone you know and be like, listen, I'm in a bind. I need a grand. Can you lend it to me? He's like, then you know who the people are that are going to take care of you. And then those people can't ask you anymore. They're like, yeah, stuck. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, for anybody, anybody who's listening, I saw that same thing Todd did. And I got to tell you, if you get a weird call from a relative <laughs> and they want to borrow a thousand bucks, they don't really want to borrow a thousand bucks. It's a test. Say yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say yes. You're, boy, you're about to get a windfall if you just say yes. <laughs> so, so when we talk about inheritances, Jedi, like I saw Warren Buffett, I don't think he's giving his kids anything or maybe like a minimal amount. Um, Mark Zuckerberg, he's donating like 99% of the money he makes, but that's kind of a weird thing because I think anyone with that kind of money would do that. I mean, well, how much no, money see, do you need? The thing is, Mark Zuckerberg, didn't they sign the giving pledge for billing Melinda Gates Foundation? So with that, they pledged that they were going to give away 99% of their wealth. Well, so now before we get too crazy, understand that most wealthy people are actually paying their children a salary and obviously putting money into a 401k through that as well. And uh, there's a certain amount of money you're allowed to pay your kids that's tax-free. And I feel yeah. like bigger picture, there's there's like definitely a loophole here. I don't think Warren Buffett is dissing his kids. I think his kids are going to end up getting money a different way because of what he does it would be my guess you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah uh joe you know who i saw in shark tank is uh billy blanks jr trying to get a deal with the sharks he has How'd uh, that go? yeah oh, yeah what was uh what was that called again um tybo tybo yep and he was looking for like a hundred grand i mean billy blanks has to be a multimillionaire of that and they said, like, why doesn't your dad give you the money? He was like, my dad doesn't believe in that. He won't give me any money. So he ended mm. up getting a deal with Dame and John. But it's kind of a, a tough thing. Like, his father couldn't invest in his son or anything like that. Not just him. I would have lied in that case, by the way. Like, my dad doesn't. <laughs> if your dad doesn't believe in your idea, <laughs> your idea really sucks. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what dad's not like, oh, son, yeah, I want to support you, my boy. You're taking a right after your old man. This guy was like, oh, no, terrible idea. You can't have any of my money. Go ask what the What was show. his product? <laughs> what was his it was, product? It was kind of like Tai Bo, but it was more like a dance a dance thing. Um, oh, like yeah, Zumba? So basically kind of i'm uh, out um, joe, <laughs> joe joe do you remember you remember derek thomas the football player yeah he remember he died in a car accident oh yeah one of the greatest yeah. linebackers in uh, nfl history might have been better than lt if he hadn't died young yeah he i remember seeing i think he had like two million bucks to divide up between like a ton of kids and i remember just thinking like that that's all he has like a lot of those a lot of those athletes just live like way outside like their means and like their lifestyle even though they're well, making I, that much money yeah i've always said todd that to me schools like ohio state michigan florida florida state miami georgia bama uh the the schools usc ucla that are churning out professionals should all be offering a class in living and oh, yeah, a class in right like you're in about three months you're going to be drafted in the top 10 you're going to be worth you know 10 million dollars here's your first check here's what it's going to look like here's how you you know what i'm saying like you mm. generally speaking right a lot of these kids say you come from compton right and right you've grown up with not two nickels to rub together you get to college where you're not even allowed to earn money Although now you are obviously, but you know, that was always the case. And then you become a pro and you go from being flat broke to a multimillionaire. Right. And then right. Yep. Most of these guys within a few years, it's like, he's bankrupt. What an idiot. And it's like, um, that poor guy had never had money. And generally yeah. speaking, right. I mean, there's been movies about this. You give like a bum or a kid, a lot of money, 
they will spend that with nothing to show for it. Yeah. yeah. You know who's surprisingly good with money is you wouldn't think it because he's kind of like a meathead. It's Gronk. Have you ever yeah. seen that? He like there only spends like his endorsement money or something and he saves all the money he made playing. Um, Larry Bird was another one that would laugh at these rookies that would come in with like brand new cars, like a bunch of cars. And Larry Bird was really, really good with his money. Saquon Barkley of the Giants has done the same thing. He only um, spends endorsement money and other monies that he makes. And he's been banking his actual paychecks. That's awesome. Oh, and um, Marshawn Lynch is known for like getting like cheap, like not one to spend like $30 on a steak and stuff. He's like wicked frugal. Yeah, I don't blame him. Uh, especially now with how inflation is. But you know, it's funny when, when it's, when you said, do you know who's good with money? <laughs> I had a, a, a terrible feeling and I was ready to hit the bleep button. Cause I thought you were going to just say the Jews. Uh, <laughs> and I thought uh, no, Todd, but see, this is, this is no, hold on Jedi. This is how woke Todd has become in three seasons of this show. <laughs> I feel like in season one that might have been that might have been his thought, and and look where we look how far we've come. All right, Joe woke taught us to say something. I was doing Uber. Remember, I did Uber for a couple months. Um, yes, I picked up a lot of like Spanish people and stuff in Worcester. And Joe, how many of those people you think I drove to like the Fidelity Investments to their corner office? It's all like chefs, cleaning ladies. And I'm like, I kind of don't really know how I feel about this, but I don't know if we move to another country or something, I wouldn't expect to have like this amazing job. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know, as I'm bringing in these people, they're all like super hard workers, but it's the same type places every, every time. You know what I mean? You know, you're bringing them to like the Marriott cause they're like a cleaning lady. Yeah. Well, that's sad. Well, you know, it's funny. Um, people were upset about all the Syrian refugees that were coming into this country a few years ago when, when Trump was still president and typically speaking, if you've ever been in a cab or an Uber in New York City or a, a pick a city in America, I was in Chicago last year talking to uh, my Uber driver in his native Syria. He's a doctor. Mm. And oh, here insane. in America, he's driving an Uber and it's like, mm, you know. Yeah. When 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 Trump said Mexico wasn't sending their best, I believe that, but Syria is, and we still make them clean up after us and drive us around. And these are people with doctorates. Like, what are we yeah, doing? But what's a doctor like in Syria? Are they like pulling your teeth out with like pliers and stuff. No, <laughs> of course they're not. What do you even? What? That's season one, Todd, right there. That's season one, Jeez, Todd. Todd. Season three, Todod back. No, no, I under listen, are the standards the same? I, I I mean, to a degree, yes. I you know, they're not using pliers. I mean, they're right, they wash their they're hands. They're not that stuff. technically advanced. They're probably not right? as technically advanced as we are, but yeah, I mean it's it's not like they don't do like laser surgery in, in the Middle East. Like they they have all that. So it's not right. like right. And again, as far as accreditation, maybe that's an issue. I don't know. Um, but again, it's it, it's it, a lot of these people that are coming over here, they're doctors and they're lawyers, and they end up working for Uber. Um, yeah, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Jedi likes it. Jedi's like, well, that's... What they're supposed to do. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding, Jedi. <laughs> so, Jedi, did you? I do have to drop off in a minute, but you say Mick Jagger doesn't leave money for his kids? No, I mean he he's been fighting with his ex-wife Jerry Hall. I mean she feels that he should help because he is you know worth millions. She feels that he should buy their kids a house, but he's like, no, they have to earn it on their own. And I don't blame him. Wow. At, at 900 years old, too, he must be worth a fortune. Yeah. Well, Bill <laughs> Gates, Bill Gates, he's only leaving his kids 10 million each as compared to his, what, he's worth over 133 billion. Yeah, yeah that's wow, crazy. crazy. 
Now, uh, Joe, if you just give your kid everything they want, you give them a billion dollars, odds are they're not going to grow up to be the greatest person. You know, you know my kids, Todd. You, you, yeah. you kind of worked with my kids a little bit. You know, they're really good kids. I've always made my kids pay into the system, right? My daughter's mm-hmm. always had to pay car insurance, Jenna. I don't charge her the full price that the insurance company is, but she's got to pay part of it because when she pays that, she's reminded of her responsibility if she gets into a car accident. Yes. You're paying the deductible. Right. $500 that's coming out of you. If you crack, if you crash this thing. And um, again, when it, when it came to insurance, when I, I always make my kids pay something, not a lot. Cause I don't, I don't want to hurt them financially, but I just feel like if they're not, they're not paying into it, then they, it's easy to just not give a crap. And right. when you don't give a crap, you could see kids that don't give a crap in the way they treat things. And so that's why I've always, and and it's funny, people. I I get a lot of compliments from people for being such a great dad. And you, you know, are. thank you, Jedi. I, I I wasn't even fishing for a compliment. I'll take it. Um, <laughs> but people say that, and it's like you know, look, I instilled a good values in my kids when they were little, and like I have never let them off the hook. I don't, you know, even their cell phones. They don't pay. They don't pay their fair share of the phone bill. But that's not the point. Uh-huh. Right. The point is, is that they're paying what they can handle, but they're learning the lesson of nothing in this world is free. And I think uh, if I've done nothing, uh-huh. it's it's just literally to teach them the responsibility of you. You know, you got to you got to basically pay your own way in this world. And if you don't teach your children that I find that, you know, the kids, they become entitled and they just expect everything you work for to be theirs. You know, they're expecting an inheritance. Where does it say that a parent has to leave their kids everything or even something? Mm -hmm. Parents don't have to leave their kids anything at all. Let's get that straight. I think especially if the relationship between parent and child is not stellar, it's like you just think you're getting that money. Uh, yeah. You mentioned a few people who are giving 99% of their wealth to charity. So right. if you haven't, through, through love, if you haven't earned that relationship to your parent, yeah, you're probably not getting anything and you don't particularly deserve anything. I like that. Here's here's another thing, Jedi. This is this has been a mindset of mine. I, I, I've had some th- issues with my family, particularly with, with one of my brother's. And we've gone a long time between speaking and I'm not of the mindset where like your family, I guess we have to be friends. I consider the people I spend most of my free time with who I'm not blood related to. That's Uh my brothers. Right. Those dudes are my brothers. I love them more than I love my brothers. And I would, I would be there for those guys before I even helped my brothers out. That's the uh, right. It's right. funny. I saw a TikTok. The expression "blood is thicker than water" is absolutely not always true. But that's also not the quote. The quote is, "Um, the 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 blood of the covenant is thicker than water." It's actually the opposite. Uh, the saying, if if you if you know the actual saying, uh, it's suggesting that ties that you form yourself outside of the family are are better than the ones that you're naturally born with that idea of like well he's my brother yeah i guess he's got to be my best friend Mm, why is that because you came out of the same vagina uh that's no reason to to be forced to be with somebody and i just don't do that anymore yeah i agree i don't either I mean, it's just like, like I said, if I was in need and you didn't even loan me or check up on me $5, you know what I'm saying? It's like, why should you be here when I'm at my best? Right. Right. Jedi, I've had situations where I really need someone to help me, a dude to come help me. And, And generally my first two calls would be to my two brothers. They were never the first ones to show up at my house. It was always when I got into my list of buddies 
you know, I got I got a mm-hmm. friend and we haven't talked in about three years now since, since COVID and everything. Mm-hmm. I could call this dude right now. Um, I remember a few years ago, I called him. I needed help opening my pool in a rainstorm because I had to have it open within four days. And that dude showed up 40 minutes away from me, came to my house in the rain and we opened my pool. That's a friend. If I had to bury a dead body in the woods. He's the guy that I would call. I know he would show up with no questions to ask, and we'd go bury the body. He's that kind of dude. Wow. So why should he? Why is he down my list? Why is he below people on on my list who wouldn't do that same thing for me? And I would do the same shit for him, and he knows it. Yeah. And I don't feel like I have that with my brothers. Why are my brothers one and two on the list? That doesn't make any sense and if i die they're not on my list of i mean i literally had my will done last year jedi that's not who's taking care of my kids if anything happens to me oh wow yeah it's someone i'm not blood related to who agreed that they would take and raise my children and i'm cool with that Mm -hmm. i have a friend that i feel so strongly about that you know if I gave her a million dollars, I know when I needed it, she would give me a million dollars right back, not yeah. even short of anything. And it's sad because it's like, you know, sh- she's a friend. And some, you know, some family members, she's higher than the, on the rung. And yet, Jedi, come Christmas time, you're right? probably going to pass that friend up to spend time with your family. Right. And, and, and the way I've done it the last four or five years is I don't do that anymore. Now I spend time with that person at the holidays to forsake my family because after, after 48 years of like not getting anything out of this, why, why do I subject myself to it year after year? It's unnecessary. No. And I I think this is the perfect episode to sort of talk about that kind of stuff because there is, like you said, there's just that entitled expectation of if yeah. you're my kid, you're just getting everything. And it's like, mm, I don't know. I own this media company. I have two daughters. One is 22 or about to turn 22. The other one just turned 20. And they both think they're getting the company when I die. <laughs> now, the older daughter actually does work on this network and she does a lot of the work. She handles all the website, all the social media stuff. I call her the vice president of Clovercrest Media. It's not official, but that's what she does. The other one, I can barely get her to do anything to help. Mm-hmm. And the way she sees it, right, they'll split the company 50-50. And it's like, dude, you're not you're not even in on this at all. Wow. Yeah, that, that'll be an eye-opener. <laughs> it, it'll, it'll be sad. It'll right? be sad, but... It's like you don't know how to do this stuff and you're not actively helping us do it now. Why do you think I'm going to hand the reins of this company to you someday? Right. And then I've got the two littler ones. So are we splitting this thing four ways? Well, if those two little ones want to get into the media business and they want to learn it and get involved, well, then there you go. That'll be a conversation that we can have in the future. But if you don't know how to do this, you can't take over my company. Right, right, because it's your, gotta it's put your the work legacy. In. There you That's go. That's what it is, mm-hmm. your legacy. And, I mean, it's it's so crazy. I used to work with a lady whose son lived with her. He was, like, in his 50s. Yet every Christmas, he wrote down his Christmas list. Four pages. Wow. Four pages. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> that is that's a long yeah. list. <laughs> exactly. And he's a grown ass man. So oh. Are you are you serious? <laughs> you know what I'm Ooh. saying? I mean, you are that entitled that you're still doing Christmas lists, four pages, and demanding that your mother, single mother, by the way. That's crazy. Buy it for you for Christmas. I mean, this is what I'm saying, that you shouldn't be, I believe that you shouldn't, you could have a good relationship, but trying to be so nice to them and, you know, giving them, having them have an easy life, it's a disservice to them. 
totally. A hundred percent. Yeah. Jeez. It's a, you know, I, I, I really hadn't thought much about this topic. Before really? we start. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess I have a little bit more, but just on a personal level, not, not necessarily on a, like, how is everyone else doing it? Yeah. Um, but it is interesting. And, and again, I have seen, you know, we played the clip of Shaq earlier and, mm-hmm. and Todd had sent that to me yesterday and I, I'd seen that video before and I've seen him talk about that stuff. And again, I, uh, had made mention of Tabucky Jones earlier, uh, a dude that I, I kind of know that did the same thing. And I think there's some real value in that. And I think that's partially why I've always sort of just in my own parenting style, you know, sort of, yeah. again, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that, look, I grew up poor. I, yeah, I didn't so have did money I. growing up. <laughs> and I was even poor when my kids were first born. Yeah. So they were used to not having stuff. And I sacrificed where I could uh, to make sure my kids had the stuff that they needed and, and, and eventually stuff that they wanted to the point where, like, things are going pretty well now. And, mm-hmm. you know, they reap the benefits. But you can see how easy a kid, you, you use the word entitled, how entitled young people right. can be. Like, there's that expectation of, and I remember being a kid myself, um, you know, and thinking to myself, I wonder, I have three siblings, right? So my parents don't have a ton and we got to split that shit up four ways. You know, it ain't going to be a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's getting split up four ways and then the government will have their way. And it's like, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to really work my ass off because there's no free ride coming from my mom and dad. Yeah, And I don't want my kids to be under some disillusion that, you know, they're they're getting a free ride at some point because they're not. Yeah, they, they say that the most common amount for inheritance is between ten thousand to fifty thousand. So yeah, people, that seems that seems reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Only less than about, you know, the half a percent or so it's like more than half a million. So I got not a buddy. many people are getting these huge inheritances (laughs) although i have a buddy who did get probably a million plus from his grandmother who passed Mm. she cut a lot of the other family members out he bought a house down in florida real nice house uh got a nice car and then with the rest of the money he bought a fleet of vehicles and he started a car service Good for him. He's smart. Very smart. Yeah. yeah. He does very well. He's got several vehicles. So depending on what you need, he also, um, again, he lives in Florida. He's got a lot of connections here to Connecticut. Um, a lot of the times he will drive a car up from Florida, deliver it up to Connecticut, and then, you know, visit some friends. And then he'll end up flying back or whatever, or, you know, does the opposite where he'll fly up to Connecticut and then drive a car up from Connecticut back down to Florida. He t- drives people and stuff like that. But right, that was a smart guy. Got a nice inheritance. He talks about this all the time. Family members all came out of the woodwork. Everybody wanted a piece. And Jedi like you, it's like, if this is the first time you're calling me in a couple of years, fuck off. Right, yeah. Uh, this is an easy no for me. You weren't around when I graduated high school, you know, when I had my issues, or you, you weren't around. Now yeah. that I've got all this money, there's what some expectation that we were never close why would i give you anything yeah you never even send me a birthday card right right (laughs) yeah (laughs) now you want to go to the caribbean for my birthday my treat i don't think so yeah yeah not happening (laughs) again like i said listen you get a, a relative that hits it big go offer up your services You've got at least the inside track on being in the entourage or being Mm -hmm. his gardener or, you know, some sort of job driving or something for the family. But don't think you're just going to get something just because. And just the same. I've got cousins I'm very close to. If they were to catch a big windfall, I wouldn't have some expectation that they're going to hand it over to me. Right. I would take it, but I don't, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad or resentful if they never offered me a penny. Exactly. Because it's not yours to give. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which I, I guess mean, is just the opposite of being entitled. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't describe what that was, but it's just not being entitled, which is great. It, it, which I think is, I guess it's easy to, to be entitled, Jedi, if you... Mm-hmm. If you've been around money and mm-hmm. you've had money, there's just an expectation that it's just going to come from the sky and land on your head and you'll have more of it. And that's not how money works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I had another coworker whose husband worked with someone who won the lotto. And when her coworkers found out because she just came to work and then disappeared and never came back. But when the, her coworkers found out that she won, they were thinking that she was going to share with them and they were making plans. They're like, oh, I know she's going to give us something. I'm going to pay off my house. And they, they kept talking like that. And she's telling me this story. And I'm like, oh, I couldn't believe that people actually thought that way, that you know, people are just going to hand over. Yeah, that is crazy. (laughs) Crazy. That's a crazy notion, especially when you're spending it in your mind. You're like, I'm going to pay off my house and I'll buy a boat. And it's like, Oh, I don't, I don't know about any of those things. Stop that. And kind of banking on it. I can understand now why these lotto winners, they just don't say anything. They move out of the house silently. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And for six months, they disappear. I get it. Yeah, that's 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 the smart move to make, by the way. Just remove yourself from what you're normally doing for like six months. Just vanish. You've got the money. Uh, and then resurface away from everybody. I think that's your best bet. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so weird. <laughs> People are strange. But going back to generational wealth, I thought it was interesting to find out that it only lasts two generations. By the third, usually it's it's all gone because people have that entitled mindset, right? They get money, they want to live the life, and it's not, not only the cars and the houses, it's also the people, like women or gold diggers or <laughs> gold diggers. Sure. And- Look at MC Hammer is my favorite story of all time. I mean, the guy made $30 million, and within two, three years, he had spent every last dollar he owned, bought a house that was way too expensive. The taxes were a lot. And by the time he paid off all of his staff, all of his taxes, all of his bills, he had gone through all 30 million and he was bankrupt, you know? And, And he was a guy who, I mean, he had an entourage of like 50 dancers that traveled with him that he was paying good money to. And it's like, dude, you it's nice that you want to help everybody from the ghetto that, you know what I mean, that you came up with. But that's what happens when you try to. Uh, and where were those people when when Hammer, uh, you know, when Hammer finally ran out of dough? They were exactly. all gone. Yep. Where are they now? Did they buy his gangster rap album? I doubt it. <laughs> Did you know that when, if you inherit money from another country, you have to report it to the IRS? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure any money coming from anywhere, the IRS wants, uh, they want to know. I was like, seriously? And depending on what you inherited or how much, how much you have to, there's a specific form for it. And even for people who live abroad and inherit, they have to report it. Yeah. Um, I said, it's crazy. Failure to report is 5% of the sum. So, I mean, wow. it's, it's not, it's not chump changes. It's, it's a lot. Do you remember Leona Helmsley, the woman? Yes. Theater Taxes home, right? are for little people, right? Yeah. Well, she left to her dog millions of dollars over actual family members who then sued and they went to court and uh the dogs won but okay i i don't get that either okay so who's going to divvy out this money for the dogs or who's caring for the dogs I, who's in, in charge of this <laughs> 
Yeah, it was a weird, that was a weird, it's like, who's taking care of those dogs now? Because I would assume whoever has the dogs is the one that's getting the money to spend on the dogs. My other thought is, how long does a dog live? Exactly. And then what happens, what happens to, to his money? Does it go to his puppies or? <laughs> right? Does, where does the line end? <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like what, you know, Jackie Chan's quote. He's not leaving his son anything either. I mean, even though he's worth 400 million. I mean, he's famously said, if he is capable, he can make his own money. If he's not, then he's just wasting my money. Wow. Wow, but isn't that's that crazy? True? Yeah, it that's is true. A, but yeah, it's a true. Again, you don't point. expect you don't expect a dad to say that about his kid. It it says to me, Jackie Chan Jr. or whatever his name is, <laughs> sounds like a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think he got in trouble though. He got in trouble for drugs and went to jail. So I can understand, like you know, hell no, I'm not leaving you this money. You're just going to waste it on crap and drugs. Yeah, no, I get yeah. that. I get that 100%. You think ultimately, is getting ultimately, anything? No. <laughs> no, although apparently he's got his dad so much money in the meantime. Um, yeah, look, I, I, I think, I, like I said before, if, if you haven't earned that relationship, you're not entitled to anything. And, right. and I, and I, as more of these stories surface, Jedi, I I hope for future generations that they get the they get the memo that right. if you're a fuck up, you're out. Yeah, I mean that's that's what um, grandfather of Paris Hilton did. He disinherited her, not only her but other members of their family. He was this screw it. I'm tired of these kids doing anything. You know. Um, her dad, I think Baron put all the money back into the charity, the Hilton charity. So he she cost her family four point five billion in inheritance money. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Dude, listen, here let me tell you something. If you're in a family and there's well there's money in it. Right. You gotta be an ass kisser. Go go sit with your grandfather and let him tell you that same goddamn story as many times as he wants. Laugh when you're supposed to laugh. Cry when you're supposed to cry. Tell him what a great story it is. If he wants to, if he wants to go play around to golf, go caddy his ass, right? If he right. wants to, whatever he wants, you gotta do it. Cultivate you, the relationship yeah. at least. Now, you can do drugs, no heroin. None of the dirty stuff. Okay. You want to do some, you want to do some weed? Great. A little Coke? Sure. Okay. Keep it at that. Don't do anything to embarrass grandpappy. Make sure you're cool with your parents. You don't have to be right. best friends, but but be in, in their good graces. That will ensure that you do not get cut out of the well. That's all you got to do. That's it. That's how you not get cut out of the well. Nothing heavier than Coke, and you're okay. And don't have a sex tape. No, I mean... <laughs> no sex tape. I mean, no sex you... tape. And if there is a sex tape, make sure it's with somebody that's of the opposite sex and the same race. <laughs> I'm just saying, your grandfather's racist. Okay, he's not gonna like. <laughs> he's not gonna like any of that outside stuff. So. <laughs> but you, I mean, you, you just basically shot yourself in the foot. I mean, at least learn the family business because this is your family's legacy. You know what yes. I'm saying? From generations, you know, don't you want your name to live on? Yes. And on Listen, and on? If your family business is wine, you better love wine. If right? your family's business is meat, you better not be a goddamn vegetarian. <laughs> if your family owns a media company, and you've got a whole entire freaking basement full of equipment, use it. Right. <laughs> this right. is to my daughter, Kaylee, who better watch this. <laughs> I'm telling you how to get your money, kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
You've heard the term old money, right? In Connecticut, mm -hmm. there's a lot of old money, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I didn't realize that it, 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 it has to be considered old money when it's three generations or more. Is so, that how that works? Three yeah, generations mm -hmm. makes it old money, huh? Or more, right? Because around here, we got a lot of like eight, nine, ten generations. They, oh, they definitely, wow. Yeah, oh, they got it down pat here. Yeah, there's, you know, the town that I live in, Jedi, mm -hmm. was established in the year 1634. Mm -hmm. This city that I live in, the town I live in, has been continuously running for 450 <laughs> years that's crazy. Um, most of the people that live in this town, their families have lived here since the 1630s. Wow. They live here. They and nobody nobody leaves this town. It's a weird place to be. It, being kind of a high profile person has helped in the transition to this mm -hmm. town. Because if I was just some rando regular guy, probably mm -hmm. wouldn't have been as smooth. They, you know. It's the amount of people that I'm friends with in this town that own their parents' home is mind blowing. Literally live now raising families in the homes they grew up in. Well, that's that's a good thing. I mean, it right? is a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a little well, yeah. You know, I've got friends, they go to Disney about every couple of months. They're in Disney with their kids, and it's like, mm -hmm. man, how do they afford to go to Disney? Well, they live in the house she grew up in. The parents yeah. just gave them the house. So when you don't have a mortgage payment, right. you can go to Disney every month because it's but the see, same they amount. Got the memo. They got the memo on how to keep it and maintain it. Yeah. Some people, they don't, they don't get it. They don't act as a unit, you know, every, <laughs> and more, and some cultures understand it better than other cultures. Whereas, you know, we're going to save, 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 you know, put away 10% at least you know religiously yeah. and just keep saving but other families or cultures they just i don't know i mean it's it's hard when you when you're you're brought up poor like us and then you have to build but oh, you yeah. still gotta do it you know what i'm saying and teach your kids how to, about money well you know listen I, I, I you know everybody knows i i'm not a big donald trump fan and i know he gets a lot of flack this this idea that his dad gave him a million dollar startup cash and it's like that's not a real bit like not for nothing dude even if you gave everybody a million dollars and you were like start a business it is still hard to do right it's easier to make money when you start with a ton of money but building and making money is mm -hmm. still a really hard thing to do. And I've seen somewhere, you know, where the money Trump's dad gave him, he should be like a quadrillionaire with that kind of money. Uh, and so more or less, he really hasn't maximized what he did with it. Or, you know, and again, some people are like, well, that's it. Starting with a million dollars to me is, mm -hmm. uh, it's a, it's an advantage, but it's not a, a, an excuse Um where it's like automatic that you're going to be successful uh, again, just to talk. I mean, MC hammer had 30 million and managed to spend all of it. So yeah. uh, a fool and his money are soon departed. Is that the expression or yeah. soon parted? Yeah. So hang on to your money and spend it, spend it frugally. As Jen, I said, <laughs> educate yourself about money invest in the stock market and get real estate. 90% of millionaires became millionaires because they invested in real estate. Yeah. It is as, as a real estate agent in Connecticut, I can tell you right now, if, if every young person were smart, you would buy a two family home or a duplex. Right. The rental income that you will get will allow you to not have to, I mean, they're going to be paying the mortgage for you or at least most of the mortgage, mm -hmm. at which point you can save money, eventually sell your share in that home or continue to rent out the second unit and you buy another property and you just keep doing that. Yeah. That's a smart way to make yourself money. Real estate is a great investment. So yeah. If you want to build generational wealth, real estate is a, a definitely a, 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 a way to go.
I say the boomers are still the wealthiest generation still till 2030. So they're the ones that, you know, really invested in real estate too, right? Well, don't also don't forget real estate was like, you know, my parents bought their home for like $30,000. And wow. I mean, the thing's worth about 220 now, right? Uh right. yeah, I mean they bought the house in 1970. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and it's the, obviously the value is, is, has blown up. So yes, uh, these boomers have a lot of dough and as they retire over the next few years and then die, it'll be interesting to see where all that wealth goes. But setting up the will or whatever, or trust, how do they do that? You know what I'm saying? That's something that we as common folk don't know what the rich, you know, does besides donating it to charity. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you right now, uh, I, my wife and I had our wills and probate done a couple of years ago, got everything laid out. It, my wife's a lawyer too. So you could imagine we were putting it off. It's not that expensive to get mm-hmm. your wills and, and you're, you're talking about about 700 bucks to get your affairs in order, uh, to set up your, your line of succession for, you know, your children, for your money, for everything. Uh, it's, it's a worthwhile investment. Make sure you find someone that knows what they're doing. Uh, cause I think the last thing you want to do Jedi when you die is cause your family legal situations, right? They got to deal with yeah. the probate court and like, you could have this all set up before you pass and make it super easy on your family, unless you hate your family. And you want to make them go through hell to fight for your money, <laughs> which might be fun for the afterlife. Right? Chris <laughs> didn't have a will. Oh, um, anybody who doesn't have a will, there is an amazing story. Find a probate lawyer. They'll tell it to you. Uh, I've got a friend who's a probate lawyer. And my God, between Prince and Leona Helmsley and some of the biggest celebrities who ever lived who didn't have wills or had changed their wills just before death and oh my god yeah the people that challenge those it's always a really uh interesting story the prince there's still people coming out of the woodwork that claim that they're relatives of princes that are trying to get in on the dough oh my gosh that's crazy how long has this been it's been what over three years already uh yeah oh goodness that's terrible (laughs) <laughs> they all come out of the woodwork, Jedi. Oh man. Jedi, don't you remember me, your cousin Bruce? No, we were I close don't. when we were four. <laughs> I don't remember you. And even if I did, you're still not getting shit. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> well, Marks, I guess the end is here. Please subscribe and check us out on Clovercrest Media. Spotify, Apple, and you know, instead of giving away money, give away a gift that keeps a giving kindness. Take care.